So I'm speaking with composer Scott Doherty, uh, who scores the immensely popular Orange is the New Black on Netflix, along with uh, Gwendolyn Stanford, or sorry, Gwendolyn Stanford and Brandon Jay. Uh, Scott began his career writing music for stage productions, becoming part of the musical trio called American Matador, uh, which contributed music for big reality shows like Real World and Say Yes to the Dress. But for the past five years, he's been immersed in Genji Cohen's stylish world of Orange is the New Black. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for, uh, for speaking today. Thank you so much for having me. So I'd love to start off and kind of know about your journey into music and kind of what were the integral moments that led you uh, on your path to becoming a film and TV composer? <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it brief. I won't <laughs> hit you with all the moments. <laughs> but, uh, you know, essentially music has been inescapable for me my entire life. Um, I was I gravitated towards the piano at a really young age and uh, later in life, took the path of uh, you know the band, typical band uh, player and frontman, and uh, played you know keys with a lot of different bands, and had my own band that I played guitar and sang with for uh, eight years. Um, but as far as my entrance into composing, it was at a time when I realized that the pieces that I were writing were, were steering me further and further away from the music that would get you a record deal at that time. Mm-hmm. I really liked to, to to push kind of in the left field sonically. <laughs> And uh, and it was through that experience that led me to learning, you know, recording software and sound design and sound creation. And I think I just picked my head up from the computer one day and said, you know, this might just be score that I'm creating. And yeah. just kind of having that that realization. Um, and at that time, these these opportunities just from you know being in LA for years and playing music for a few friends and said, well, can you do that for this documentary I'm doing, or could you do this for this short film I'm working on? And I just started saying yes, and then suddenly I was referring to myself as a composer, and so were my peers. <laughs> um, it was it was fantastic. It couldn't have been a, a smoother transition. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I just I realized that over the years I had collected, I think little bits and pieces of what it what it would take to make a composer right you know and uh and being a multi-instrumentalist and and having the the piano as my main instrument just all those things really helped once i started to get you know more and more serious about it and you did i mean i I think i was reading that you you kind of worked on some stage productions and writing music for for like stage stage plays and stuff like that yeah there was there was a few pieces a musical directed a burlesque show and worked with the spoken word artist stephen connell and uh, we were lucky enough to be put up at the uh, South Coast Playwrights, uh, South Coast Repertory Theater, and the Ojai Playwrights Conference that year with a piece that uh, that we had collaborated on. And then uh, it was also right around that time that I had done a do- music for a documentary, and just you know had a couple of cues and a song. And the uh, music supervisor from that documentary I ran into a few months after, and she was working for the E Network. And uh, and it was right at that time that I started, you know, easing into being a composer and just mm-hmm. said, I'm I'm in a band that does music for TV shows. <laughs> right. Like, is, that, that's Ameri- of... is that American Matador? That was American Matador, correct. Right. So, and, that, so uh, that was formed, uh, it was a trio, and you guys, it was a, essentially, yeah, it was a band that you contributed to. Was it writing two picture or was it kind of creating kind of a library music that other shows could use? Uh, I was creating library music specifically for those shows. Okay. So we were recruited as composers for the season. And then uh, to picture was just we did the theme songs for a few of those shows. Right, right. And uh, and it was a great training ground, I think, just to you know to to get used to the workflow and the deadlines and 
you know, becoming less precious about any one piece of music, knowing that the whole job needs to get done. Right. And I mean, yeah, you, um, you guys, you, you jumped into television scoring, which is the most hectic scoring, you know, in absolutely ter- in terms of deadlines, you know, where films, I mean, sure. Yes. Yeah, so, some films will have, you know, yeah, do it in two weeks, but I mean, with television, you're week after week, you have to hit all these deadlines. So that must've been kind of <laughs> scoring one oh one. It was, and I think just to build up endurance and and to, you know, really tap into whatever part of the brain allows you to stay prolific without burning out. Right. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, at the time I think I wasn't as musically satisfied because we're creating hundreds of pieces of music a week, and uh, but looking back on it, I'm so grateful for that experience because it really just. You know, it 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 got those gears working flawlessly before moving into you know an hour long um, scripted show. Right, absolutely. And you did contribute some music, um, kind of tying into Orange Is the New Black. You know, you did contribute some music uh, for a handful of episodes of Weeds, which was also scored by uh, Gwendolyn and, and Brandon, um, and which Genji, of course, also <clears throat> created. So, how did that opportunity come up, and, and how did that lead to you becoming part of the Orange Is the New Black team? Well, we had uh, we had all been in the Los Angeles music scene together and knew each other as 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 you know fellow band members and supported each other in each other's bands and they had uh, entered into uh, composing very similar to how I did but just mm-hmm. a few years before they had uh, a children's band adults doing music for kids and Genji was a fan of their children's band and oh, wow. season two of Weeds. Uh, they wanted to shift gears musically and and seek out a composer for the show. And uh, so it being a comedy, and they said, well, you know, could you do what you do for that kids band? Could you do it for, for the show? <laughs> yeah. The most kids so for the show. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. So they, they, uh, they took a stab at it, and, uh, and everyone loved it. And so they got the gig. And uh, it was... Uh, you know, I think the same experience for them of just that crash course of, right, right. of getting into scoring and, you know, asking advice from different people. But it paired really well with the show. They once in a while would have music that was off the beaten path for them that wasn't in the core sound of the show. And so, you know, they were one of the few people I had passed music to at that time that I was working on. And uh, they said, well, you know, we have this, you know, marching band scene or this this elevator music or this, you know, carnival scene. And so they were asking me to do, you know, these more left field complex pieces while they were working on their main score. And so we just started developing a composing relationship that way. Wow. And then, uh, you know, flash forward, I don't know, maybe four or five years later, um, they had, you know, received the pilot for... Orange is the New Black, and they said, uh, you know, we have this, this show, we can't have the same sound of weeds, obviously, um, and, you know, they knew what I was doing at that time, so they said, would you like to come over and, you know, try playing some piano on the, on the show? And uh, just after about 10 minutes of just riffing, of just showing them some ideas, they walked out of the room and then came back in and said, do you want to be our partner? <laughs> I said, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really, it was fantastic, because we, we knew each other really you know, really well musically. Right. So when the series, when Orange is New Black started, I mean, what were those kind of initial conversations in terms of what the ser- what the series needed in terms of music? Because it definitely was unique, at least with tone, because, you know, it can be very heavy at times. It can be comedic, sometimes all in the same episode. So kind of what yes. was, how did you kind of find the sound for the show at the start of the series? 
It took a little time. We had some, you know, some input from production, mm-hmm. just as far as knowing their musical taste. We knew that Regina Spector was going to be doing the theme song. Right. So it's just little little hints and clues as to just the taste of, of who we're working with. Um, but it was a lot of trial and error. I think, uh, you know, what we didn't want to do was was to step into any territory that felt cliche, that, that you know, made things more ominous than they needed to be mm-hmm. or, you know, made things too joyous. You know? So right, we tried yeah. to really focus on giving the prison itself a sound. And so there, it, it was just... You know, I think there was about a month that we had before really getting into locking episodes. And so we started just with that prison sound. And someone threw out, you know, Tom Waits uh, meets Dark Carnival meets, you know, <laughs> lots of really free, open suggestions, which were great. Um, but then we started to discover that it was this, you know, prison is all concrete and, and metal and things that you know, sound will bounce off of. And so we started getting into the idea of delays and reverbs Mm. um, and just anything we could do to create this kind of vacuous, you know, space um, that would kind of make prison feel more vast and, 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 uh, and, and it just lonely. Um, And then, you know, then what else do we have that we can musically represent, which was the chaos of prison. Um, and started, you know, finding like metal percussion pieces we could use for percussion, and um, but it was just mostly trial and error. Yeah. And I think, you know, the characters, uh, their own personal themes, just we were inspired by great writing and great acting. Yeah, and I mean, th- does the fact that the show is truly an ensemble show with so many standout characters? I mean, I, I can imagine it, it's hard to come up with a single theme for you know a core character-driven show but this is a whole ensemble so what was the kind of way that you approached that affect i guess did that affect the way you approached the series at all it did it did because i think there's a couple things at play and one is yes the, the great amount of characters to follow right um which netflix gave us a great piece of advice early on in one of our meetings they said you know we really want to encourage you to look at this as a 13-hour movie mm. um rather than a regular episodic series where, you know, every week it's kind of whatever happened last week musically has been forgotten that, you know, in the same day someone might be watching episode one and seven. So if you are establishing themes, you know, that it'll be really helpful uh, to make sure that they're, you know, we, 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 you know, get as much glue in as we can. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's also flashbacks. Right. And a lot of characters really step out for the show after they've had their flashback. It's kind of been used as a tool to introduce characters. And so we've used that as a way to maybe start the theme in the flashback Mm -hmm. and then bring it into prison and then have the instrumentation of what prison sounds and feel likes wrap up into their theme. Um, And then there's also characters tend to change on the show. Um, You know, we started in season one with Crazy Eyes, who then by season two is Suzanne to us. And she starts off as an antagonist and kind of a scary character. And then by season two, we're in love with her. And she gives some of the most, uh, you know, oddly wonderful wisdom throughout throughout that whole next season. So we had to start with a theme for her and then allow it to slowly change um, as the characters change, as we get to know them more. So it's it's a lot of challenges, but love it. I 
can't imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, how did the collaboration between you, Gwendolyn, and Brandon work? Has it changed, I guess, over the course of the five seasons? And did you guys kind of look at what each person brings to the table? Did you split episodes or did you continually work together kind of like a band? What was kind of the approach? It's definitely evolved. I think it's, uh, you know, initially it was all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the three of us um, just, you know, scrambling to try to create as much material to get a head start just to be able to explore and have that opportunity. And that involved being together, but it also involved kind of going to our separate corners and developing some sounds. And then, you know, throughout that first season, I think it was a combination of the three of us working together and then, uh, you know, sometimes would be, uh, you know, if we had just an enormous episode of music, retreat home and <laughs> write some cues. But we'd always finish them together and make sure that we, you know, operated with one voice. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's it's just kind of changed over the years. I think, you know, if uh, if it's a heavy episode, we try to stay, you know, together. But at times we have to divide and conquer. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but and, and you Gwendolyn, know, Gwendolyn and Brandon, they're they're married, husband and wife, right? Yes, they are. So, is it? Do you ever feel like the third wheel when you're in the creator? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what if what if, I, they're, what if they're disagreeing with some? Who do you side with? <laughs> I know, I'm I'm the great equalizer. Okay. Um, no, I you know it's uh, it's one of those working relationships where you you know at first it just felt like family right. i was kind of the brother in the scenario yeah. um but you know we all communicate very well and i think we're aware that life has to exist while you're scoring there's Absolutely. no you know time out for anything <laughs> but we're all pretty flexible and we adjust and you know and you just take the good with the bad but i think you know if anything it's just a strength because yeah, with sure. the schedule that we have to keep there's many times where i just would scratch my head and said what if i didn't have another partner right now you know, because yeah. it's just the immense workload that goes into an hour-long uh, series. I can't imagine. I mean, and it's um, and uh, in your opinion, I guess it has the show is the show easier to score in the fifth season or versus the first, or is it more challenging? Like, is it easier because you have a groove now, or is it more challenging because you're trying to find newer ways to not repeat, you know, go over the same old grounds? I think it's less challenging in the sense. That the first season, everything was so new. Right. And I think everyone was just trying to discover what the show was about. Um, and I think there was a tendency to, you know, f- just just make the cues as, as dense musically as possible. Um, and it, it, it was that compulsion where you don't want to leave any stone, you know, unturned. Exactly, yeah. Um, so at this point, it's, it's less challenging because there is such an established sound for the show. For sure. Um, but it is, you know, you, you, you're, I'm not as caught trying to reinvent because the, the show reinvents itself, whether it's with flashbacks or new characters or new storylines. Um, we often establish themes for just aspects of the story. Absolutely. And uh, and those will carry us, you know, two or three episodes and and you know some really hilarious theme titles um, <laughs> <laughs> with the comedy that's on the show. Right. So it doesn't get boring, you know. It really doesn't. And it's you know I know a lot of times it gets into, you know, finding new ways to adjust one or two notes to create a new theme. But I think we are we are lucky to just keep getting fresh storyline to work with. Yeah, so do you have a, a favorite character to write for? Maybe one that you can relate to more than the others? You know, if you, I don't if know you if it's a, a matter of relating. <laughs> yeah. if you're a I love to write for Red. 
Oh, wow. I, yeah, she's, she's just so <laughs> much fun. And, you know, she's, you know, covered the full spectrum of emotions as well. Yeah, her story is um, so complex, too, and so such an engaging as well, yeah. Yes, and I just think, you know, there's something about, you know, the the you know traditional Russian kind of undertones that are yeah. part of her character, but also how she kind of clucks about when she gets uh, excited, and she's just fun. Absolutely, and, well, I mean, Scott, I just wanted to, you know, I'm out of questions for you for now, but I just wanted to thank you again so much for for your time and congratulations on having you know a show that's so popular enough that hackers would hold it for ransom so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly the way to look at it exactly thank you for saying that <laughs> absolutely so ho- no, you know hopefully the next, yeah hopefully they'll continue keep, keep it guarded keep it guarded for going forward well they didn't get the last three so that's good you know they'll still have to tune in but no yeah. i i uh <laughs> Yeah, there's some there's somewhere in there. It's an honor. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that's exactly how we should look at it. Uh, but Scott, thank you again, and uh, and uh, congrats. It's such an amazing show, and you guys put together, you built an amazing Sonic world for these characters. So thank you so much. That means the world to me.